To have passion in life is everything. What's your Everest? Oh, is it yeah. that 200 inch box? They just look so impressive when they're wide. Especially running away. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Eastman's Elevated. It's like a think tank for outdoor activity. Sounds exactly like my hunting. Just always thinking about it, always trying to evolve it and make it better. Here's your host, Brian Barney. Hey, what's happening, guys? Got a brand new Eastman's Elevated for you. So today on the podcast, I have on a couple guests. I have on Brandon Waddell from Mountain Archery Fest, and I also have on Brandon Mason from Eastman's. So Brandon Mason went and uh, did one of these shoots last year, the Mountain Archery Fest, and so he's got good experience with it, and so I thought he'd add to the conversation. Uh, Brennan Waddell from Mountain Archery Fest is putting on great shoots this year. I truly believe these 3D shoots are the best way to prepare for hunting season. Uh, so we get into it on the podcast and we talk over the events. It's a whole festival, like it's a whole weekend of events, family friend friendly, buddy friendly. Uh, there's a competition aspect to it. Uh, they also have uh, uh, Saturday Eastman's is putting on movie night. They have a pub night. Uh, vendors, uh, you name it, they have it. Like it's um, just a really good event that Brandon Waddell has put together here. So they have four events. They have one at Purgatory Resort, June 11th through the 13th. That's in Durango, Colorado. They have one at Ski Eagle Point in Beaver, Utah, June 25th through 27th. One at Lookout Pass in Mullen, Idaho, July 9th through 11th. And one at Snow Basin Resort in Huntsville, Utah, July 23rd through 25th. Um, yeah, so we get into it on the podcast, but it just made for a great conversation. Brandon Mason went down and shot one last year, and Brendan Waddell gives us a scoop and how these things go down and what to expect and how you get signed up. But it's just a great event that we're happy to be part of. Um, and we also have a promo code for it. So if you enter the promo code ELEVATED21 at checkout, you'll receive 10% off. And, um, yeah, get signed up and get registered. I know I'm going to shoot one, at least two of these shoots this year. So just trying to get with Eastman's and get one figured out. I had planned to shoot the one in Idaho last year. And I was actually, I was going um, fly fishing, salmon fly fishing on the big hole for two days. And then I was going to drive over and make the shoot over there in Idaho. So I had all my gear with me and um, just with the... Um, you know, at the times we were in last year and everything going on, uh, the Eastman's canceled. And so I ended up missing it, but I regretted missing it as there's such a great tune up for season. So I'm going to make sure I hit that one in Idaho and uh, see if I can't get to one of the other ones. So uh, I'll get with Eastman's, figure out which ones I'm going to and let you guys know, but uh, should be a great time. It's just such a great tune up for season. Um, so uh, also sponsored for the show is Mountain Archery Fest. Thanks to their support of the podcast and partnership. Appreciate them. And, um, yeah, check out everything we have going on at Eastman's. Check out the magazines. I've actually got two articles in the next magazine, which should be a pretty good one. Uh, Eastman's Bow Hunting Journal, Eastman's Hunting Journal. And also check out Tag Hub, which gives you a, a membership to both magazines, and it's our internet research tool. And um, this is pretty cool. Like, Eastman's has just been evolving this and, and trying to bring great value in this uh, Eastman's Tag Hub for the membership price, but you you pretty much get to to research all these Western states, every bow season, every rifle season, every tag available. And they have a great rating system, and you can look at success rates. Uh, the, there's just so much to look through, and in today's day and age, trying to draw tags, you have to have this information available so you can sort through it and, and try to find these 
these diamonds in the rough, you know, the, these units that don't take 10 points to draw, that take one point, two points, three points to draw, where you can go get into some really good hunting and have an opportunity at a giant, you know. So that's what I'm sorting through, looking through, and I know, you know, that's what you guys are looking through, and Tag Hub is a great tool for that. Um, so, yeah, thanks to Eastman's for their support of the podcast. Uh, if you're interested in my fly fishing podcast, uh, it's a fly fishing specific one. Uh, I had a good episode that dropped last week with Dylan Ness. We did this trip to this Montana river and did three days and just got them so good. So we bro down pretty hard. And then we also got together this past weekend and did another trip to another couple of rivers and got them pretty good. So we've got some good luck together for sure, but it just made for a really fun podcast with a ton of information in it. So uh, you can check that out at Eastman's Flycast. And with that, let's get into this podcast. So it's Michael Waddell, or Michael, it's Brandon Waddell and Brandon Mason, uh, Mountain Archery Fest. Uh, I'm your host, Brian Barney, Eastman's Elevated. Here we go. Okay, I'm live this morning. I've got Brandon Waddell from uh, Mountain Archery Fest, and then I've also got my friend uh, Brandon Mason from Eastman's on, who attended the event last year. So thanks for joining me this morning, guys. Yeah, thank you, my Brian. My pleasure. Yeah, uh, man, Brandon uh, Waddell, you have been busy. i got to make sure that I call last names when I talk to you guys today, having two Brandons <laughs> on. <laughs> but uh, Brandon Waddell, you, you've been busy. Yeah, I've been, I have been busy. Um, you know, it, it is amazing every year as we grow Mountain Archery Fest, how much I'm enlightened to things that I didn't know. Um, and how much I've been learning along the way about industry, myself, outdoor space, different state laws, county laws. I mean, it, it's just amazing to me. Um, to navigate through all these different locations and then try while you're there to get, you know, to try to figure out how to get 50 irons all in the same fire. And uh, it, it is, it's busy. There's a lot of phone work, lots of emailing. Um, and, uh, but we're excited, Brian, we're really excited for this year. Uh, you know, our first year wasn't, wasn't easy with the, we got, our butts kicked with extra snow that year. So our dates got moved and locations and that was extremely difficult. And last year, because you know, everybody had a difficult let year last year to some degree. Um, we, you know, we were able to get some events off last year, three of the four, but this year we're just really excited about our growth and, and hopefully just, you know, to have some good family time outside. So, um, the, those events, we can get into how busy I've been, but it's been crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, good on you. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it's um, uh, not for a lack of challenges, you know, especially in the times we're in and just kind of getting back to normal life, which is great. But these events that you put on uh, are just super like a, a it's a total event. It's just not the shoot. But I think these shoots are just so critical for bow hunters. I know for me, it's the best tune up before season, like being able to aim at 3D targets and then be in, you know, real life conditions like on that mountainside with uneven terrain, being able to shoot downhill, uphill. 
uh, and then the challenging courses. And, and you set up multiple different courses at these events uh, that are kind of different skill levels. So no matter what skill level you're at, whether you're a beginner or whether you know, you're an elite bow hunter, there's a course that's going to challenge you, and you're probably going to bust some carbon. <laughs> yep, there's a good chance for that. Um, you know, but I'll be honest, and you know, from our Pope and Young course, which is our beginner course, our Pope and Young World Record 29 Slam course is amazing. I mean, these antlers are incredible on these animals. They're re- they're so real, aren't they, Brandon? I mean, oh, it's crazy looking. Yeah, it's especially on a 3D target where even though the 3D target companies do a good job of, you know, representing the species pretty well, but they're still not like full, full size. You know what I mean? Like you see a, an elk target and it's, it's a big target, but it's still not like shooting at a, a, a full bodied elk, a real life elk. And when you have a world record set of antlers on a 3D target, I mean, it looks cartoonish. They look cartoonish on the real animal. And then, yeah. you know, when they were a world record, and shooting at something like that, it's just, it puts it in perspective, just truly how remarkable, how big the world record animals are. And uh, one of the things that I guess got me the most last year shooting the Pope and Young course was the amount of time and effort that, that you guys, uh, BW, did with setting up the the targets, not just with the, the antlers replicated, but also the exact distances that the archers who harvested these animals from Pope and Young Records um, that's how far the targets are. And one thing that blew my mind is just how close, like I expected, oh, Pope and Young uh, world records, a lot of these are because they're big, mature, elusive animals, they're probably shot past my comfort zone. And they weren't. I mean, I don't, I mean, everything was, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember all the distances, but everything or most were under 60 and most were actually under 40. There was a lot of really close shots. I was like, man, that's remarkable that, Bow hunters got that close to this many giant trophies. Yeah, it's it's a testament to the quality of hunter, uh, and you know it, it's it's really a fun course. We put the signs out there these, that educate you about where these animals were taken, the species, how the species doing, uh, a little bit about the shooter and um, and the world record itself and the number. The, you know, for the measurement that gave this animal that right to be number one. Um, and that's a really cool learning experience for people. It really helps them connect to the species and the animal and helps educate them along the way. So as a beginner course, it's absolutely great. Um, people get to see these magnificent animals and put their hands on them and take pictures with them and, and just really see what a, a mature representation is and it really helps you understand that as a bow hunter because until you get that close you're just not sure right so um it's just a lot of fun and then from there you know we have the eastman's course and that's an intermediate course brian and that you know both of these courses the the pope and young and the eastman's are really great for your bare bow people your trad shooters longbow um you know, we sh- we set these courses up in mind for really for good arrow retrieval and and good backdrops, to be honest, because we're trying to build confidence within our shooters. If they want to start, you know, at the beginning level and work their way up, we don't want to have any discouragement along the way as growing um, in your maturity in the sport of archery. So 
the Eastman's course is a great uh, course for everybody. Even if you're an advanced archer, you're still going to go have a great time on the Eastman's course. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's not every broadside shot and not always perfect, but, um, and so that's a, that's a really good course to get involved in. And then from there we get into the cryptic course and the cryptic course, the last few years had always been our advanced course, but this year it's going to be our expert course, uh, or I'm sorry, it's going to be our advanced course. It used to be our expert course. I apologize for that. Um, so that's going to challenge you in a lot of good, a lot of good upper shots, a little longer, really a lot more getting you a little bit more into that reality of the hunting shots. Uh, some, uh, un, a little bit more uncomfortable standing positions, a little bit more gradient, um, a little bit more opening, open shots, closed shots, you know, quartering two, quartering away, just beginning to introduce people a little bit more into that with the Eastman's course, but then advancing that a little bit more into the cryptic. And then when we get to the base map course, that's going to be a, a lot of fun. Um, so in order to shoot that course, you're going to need to download the free version of base map. Uh, there will be 25 pins and there will be 25 targets. You will need base map in order to navigate where you're going and to find those pins and to find your animal to shoot. There will be no flagging. There will be, um, you know, no ribbon in the trees, no signs showing you the way. When you get off of the lift, you essentially are starting your hunt. And you need to bring everything that you would have on a hunt with you because you'll need, you'll need your glass. You'll need your rangefinder. You'll need your bow and plenty of arrows. You'll need to have a good eye on for the day because all the targets will be camouflaged very well. They'll be, they won't be easy shots. They will be far shots. They'll be threading the needle three yards from your bow or three yards from the target. You, there's going to be targets you're going to have to aim at that you can't get a solid pin on that target. You're going to have to trust knowing your 3D of that target, and you're going to have to send it. Um, there's a, a lot of opportunity for growth with it as an advanced hunter within this course. Uh, I'm going to give you every opportunity to hone your skills right on down to making a great shot. Now, some of the shots on that course are a little bit on that ethical edge. So you need to definitely understand your capabilities. So that course is going to test you in, in your ability for hard angles, uh, very uncomfortable stuff. You're going to have to sit for some shots. You're going to have to kneel for some shots. You're going to, I mean, I'm going to push you in your equipment and your knowledge of that stuff to the limit. Um, and, it's also going to help you recognize what you are ethically capable of doing because we all know we can stand around the bow shop or the campfire and we can all surely add a few yards to what we think we're capable of doing. Um, <laughs> but this course, this course may humble you um, and really give you an idea of where your maximum ethical shot really is. And that's the idea of some of these more advanced courses like that in my mind. It's not to teach you to take those. It's to teach you to understand where you really are. So, um, and then aside from that, we'll have a great kids course. So 
that's a lineup for the courses for this year. Man, Brandon, you're so intentional with those courses and including everybody. And I, I think it's great. Like the the Pope and Young course is amazing just to be able to see those 3D replicas, but then to be able to shoot at them and shoot at those distances that they were harvested at is just amazing. And, and two, you know, it just goes to show you, you know, Brandon was talking about the distance of those world record targets that, that bow hunting – it's 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 a close sport and it's meant to be that way and you don't want to get in that trap of shooting those longer shots like uh you know the game of bow hunting is to get close and kill them and so like on those courses the Pope and Young and the Eastman's course you really want to be a hundred percent and those are more real life scenarios that you're gonna take now you get added pressure because you get to shoot with your buddies people watching you to shoot. And you're not in flip-flops in the backyard. You're on an actual mountain with uneven footing in that. Yep. But then I just love where you take this course as we start to get into, uh, you know, the cryptic course and then and then start to get into the base map course. Um, like, like um, you know, there's shots I'm probably not going to take in the archery world, but I practice nonstop to be at my very best. And so I want to be challenged. I want to shoot these shots that are longer than I'd take in the field. I want to shoot these these angles and trying to thread the needle in between branches and you know i want it to challenge me i i want it to to push my comfort level because when you shoot outside your comfort level and you make those shots like it gets you ready for season and and, and you said it well too brandon when you said like um uh you, you know that it's going to humble some guys and shooting on that mountain at long distances with angles and with trees around it is humbling like it's a good barometer or like it's a good reality check for what you can really do you know and and like you say uh it, it's hard to go to one of these shoots and and not bust an arrow or not miss a target but boy if you can go clean through those expert courses like man you are ready for season like uh so i'm gonna make sure that um you know last year i had plans to make that idaho one and kind of fell through at the end but i've got to make sure that i do those 3d courses because it's just the best tune-up for season so uh i love how intentional you've been with the setup and then it it sounds really cool like uh working in conjunction with base map with the app to then like kind of find your way down the mountain and find those those 25 targets that you mentioned in there uh, with no yeah. flagging and, and being on the mountain. Like how cool is that course going to be? Well, I think it's going to be really awesome on Friday because there won't be a trail yet. So um, I think as the weekend wears on, it'll probably get a little bit easier. Although I imagine people will be, you know, I don't know if they'll, it'll be interesting to see how, refined base map moves people and how a trail could be created or not and you know are they on a four to ten meter array or are they really in that tight four meter window and really going to make that great trail i think um you know the coolest thing is, is you're going to have to find you're really going to have to utilize your gear and your senses and you're really going to have to figure this out because once you find that pin then you have to find this animal and you'll have to utilize your ideas in your mind, how you're working down the mountain, because in your mind, if you understand some, you know, if you understand some aero flight safety, then you really should have a pretty good general idea of where you should be looking. Um, obviously, right? Because you're not shooting back uphill at anybody and you're not shooting back toward, you know, so there's a general idea. But I think it's just really cool. Um, and I think that it just really offers every archer an opportunity, uh, no matter where you think you are and your level in the sport. And I think it also 
is a great opportunity for you to bring other people to the sport. This, this mountain creates a great space for people from vendor village and, uh, Pope and young being there on Friday and doing a pint night on Friday night. And also doing, um, the wild game dinner on Friday night, uh, to the, our nonprofit who is second chance outdoors, having an amazing backyard bash barbecue on Saturday afternoon doing a whole cornhole tournament to raise money for second chance to get the heartbeat of our America, which is, you know, the people that go to the front lines every day for us to go get some, you know, men and women outdoors again. Um, and then of course the highlight of the weekend is Eastman's film night on Saturday night. So, you know, the community is all there. So if you have anybody on the fence about the sport or the community or who we are, a hunter, non-hunter, bring them to the event you you can come to vendor village you can come be a bar a part of the event um without even going up to shoot okay just just come see who we are come see who eastman's is come see who math is come see who all of our sponsors are we're a great awesome family so you know that's a that's an important important aspect to remember that you got to help bring some newbies into this sport. And this is a great place to bring them. You will be very happy. They'll feel safe, comfortable, welcome, and they'll have a great time. Yeah. You bring up a really good point, Brennan, that it's a whole event and it's not meant to go up and shoot by yourself one day, one course, like it's a whole weekend and it it's when it's done right, it's done socially where you invite your buddies and you meet up there and you spend the weekend and yeah, you do pint night and you do Eastman's movie night and you walk through the vendor village and then also shooting like it, to shoot around people is the best practice you can get. Like I truly believe that you put as much pressure on yourself as you can during practice be, because you're going to have an intense amount of pressure and adrenaline shooting at an animal. So I think it's like the best way to prepare is shooting around your buddies because you always want to shoot good around your buddies. And, and like um, it, it's, it's tough to shoot at your best around friends, you know, and so you want to be clutch and be able to shoot good in these moments. So, yeah, you surround yourself, you know, with the people you enjoy to be around. And, and then it's just fun. Like I've never laughed so hard at these events because you're able to give your buddy a little hell along the way. You're able to tease him, get in his head. Uh, you're able to shoot and laugh about it. And there's there's just funny things that happen along the way, whether – you know, it's your buddy missing a target or hitting a limb or whatever it is, but it is a whole weekend event. And, and so, yeah, yeah, I really encourage people to invite friends and invite buddies and, um, you know, get together and spend the whole weekend at these things. So uh, what what are some of the locations that you have lined up, Brennan? Well, we've got quite a, we've got quite a few, um, and I've got a brand new one for you um, nice. that no one else has heard of yet. Oh, right on. Uh, so, so our first we we're doing some of these mini masks now, and they're kind of they're they're a lead up event near where we're doing some of these big shoots, and so they're basically to get into the roots of the community and those kinds of things, and really and and put some money back in the community, um, and of course bring more awareness to sport. So we'll be doing some of those, and our first one is actually this weekend down in Hesperus, Colorado just outside of Durango, Colorado. 
Uh, it'll be a two day event and it's kind of a mini version of, of a big map. So, um, you'll still have a cornhole tournament just to have an Eastman's night. You'll still have a barbecue and then you'll have a, a competition on Saturday and then you can shoot for fun on both days. Um, that's going to be our only one leading in this year. Uh, we weren't able to get a bunch more of those accomplished this spring, but after that, then the next weekend we go to Reno and we're going to be heading out there for a Pope and Young course exclusive. We're meeting up with the Silver Arrow Bowman, but I should be given dates. Wait, should <laughs> yeah, and I can I'm put sorry. the dates on the intro too, Brennan. But yeah, you just okay. mentioned next weekend is Colorado. The weekend after that is Reno. So yeah, go ahead yeah. and I can include the dates on okay. the intro and ending too. Awesome. And so then Reno is next weekend, and that's a Pope and Young exclusive with Silver Arrow Bowman and Shields, Eastman's and Pope and Young. Uh, so we're gonna go out there and just set up our course and and really just allow people to come check out just the Pope and Young course there. It was originally the Pope and Young convention was supposed to be next weekend. So we got a lot of the shoot worked out to be there in conjunction with the Pope and Young uh, convention. But then the Pope and Young convention ended up being moved to July. But we decided to go ahead and keep the shoot at the time that we're having it because it just seemed like a good time of year. And it still is a good lead up to the convention. So that would be a great time. Then our first big event our big first math event is right here at home in Durango, Colorado, up at Purgatory Resort. And that is June 11th, 12th, and 13th. And, and then Durango's, two weeks later. Durango's beautiful up there, too. Uh, yeah. That ski resort's got to be an awesome spot for a shoot. It's amazing, man. From the top, looking all the way to Chicago Basin, knowing that you're looking over, you know, you're looking over deer and elk and then you're looking at where all the goat and sheep are you know it's and you're it's just the views up there are phenomenal it's just cool. absolutely amazing and we're really excited we've typically done that event in july but this year is going to be our first one in june and so we're rolling the dice a little bit again on the snow aspect but we will have the mountain all to ourselves we have ran that mountain in conjunction with mountain biking the last two years and we've done it very well and we've been very safe but we feel that over time we're just, you know, pushing the odds. So we moved up to that first weekend and we'll have the, the lodging is super cheap versus, you know, the weekend after 4th of July. Um, there's just way more opportunity for us to just really own that mountain and, and have a great time. So that'll be a good one. Then we, two weeks later, we're in Southern Utah at Eagle point outside of Beaver on June 25th, 26th and 27th. And that'll be our third year being there. And if if you're wanting to test yourself on your physical preparedness and where you're at, that is a great event to go to. Um, for instance, you know, our cryptic course and base map course, and they're above 10,000 feet the whole time. Man, uh, so it, that, that really beaver tested. country is beautiful, too. Like, that's mule deer and elk mm -hmm. country, too. It's got to be so green that time of year. But, yeah, you bring up a really good point, Brennan. It's like hiking these courses. Like, you get both your shooting and your exercise. Like, you were tired at the end of the day. You walk multiple miles, and you get to ride the lift up. But you still have to hike around that mountain terrain. So, yeah, you bring up a good point about physical fitness, too. And walking these courses, you get some great exercise. And, yeah, it's a, 
you know, it can be a wake up call for some guys to be above 10,000. That that uh, elevation, it affects us all like you feel it, uh, you know, to feel that elevation. It's just going to get you ready for like a high country mule deer hunt because that that elevation, there's less oxygen up there. And so like your legs just get fatigued easier. You can't find your breath as easy. It, it just puts like this this extra uh uh, level on you like being at that altitude so that's a great point with that shooting beaver yeah it's a that's our highest one of the year uh and i'm at i don't think i'll find a higher spot i've looked around it's possible but more than likely not so we really enjoy that shoot it really tests you i mean our vendor village is at ten thousand feet oh, wow. so, i mean it's like everybody's living uh, you know at a high elevation for the week my crew Anybody that comes to the event, I mean, it's up there. So that's a, that's an awesome event if you want to go see how arrows fly at 10,000 feet versus 2,000 feet as well. Um, I'm I'm a firm believer that you know the higher I get, my arrows tend to carry a little bit further versus yeah. my pin to be on. Oh, so, you're spot on, you know, Brandon. Like, yeah, they go the the air's thinner up there. And so, yeah, yep. like you find out that your arrows are hitting high, you know, they hit different than in your backyard. And so yeah. it's just great prep for season. And also to spend a weekend at that high elevation is it, just really good for acclimating and getting ready for season. But you're you're right. If, if you don't practice at those elevations, you're going to miss high when you get your chance at a high country mule deer above 10,000. And so it's critical that you check your zero up there and, and there couldn't be a better place to do it. Yeah, that's that's a high amount. I mean, the practice course is at ten thousand. Everything's at ten thousand feet there. So, that's crazy. Um, the then uh, our next event, which we just uh, last night voted on with the board and got everything kind of finished up, uh, we are heading back to Lookout, Idaho. So we oh, will really? be there July yeah, cool. 9th, tenth, and eleventh. Um, and. We're excited to go back there. I mean, we were a little bit hesitant. We, we, we've been working on different lodging aspects. We've been working on different cap, camping options. We really do feel that, you know, we just need to make sure we're going to be fully prepared at that resort. And and we think we've got it dialed in. So uh, we're really excited to announce that. Uh, and then we were up there last year, and I think that that's a great shoot if you're thinking about hunting in the PNW, right? When I got up there for the first time in my life in Northern Idaho and I went to set up courses up there last year, um, I it's thick. <laughs> <laughs> it's really thick. I I mean, I'm looking at my kids going, holy cow. Like, shot opportunities are really hard to build in some of this on um, for, like, the Eastman's course and – and stuff like that because it was just it was so thick it was hard to have you know you know intermediate shots without just kind of putting them completely in the open and so it really challenged me as a as a course designer last year and so if you were looking at you know being in thicker trees and thicker cover and just you know that different feel that's a great mountain for that and um absolutely so. well in that um gosh it's so lush and beautiful on the those mountain ranges too that lookout pass is a good one for us guys up north too because it's an easy travel to there and 
I, I just like as you're telling me this, Brandon, like how you've evolved Mountain Archery Fest, how you continually think about it and try to make it better. You're talking about lodging and a target setup and, and uh, talking about the new base map course. And like you're constantly evolving these, this event to make it better, to, to make it uh, fun for the entire family. You said you have the the kids free course, you know, so like you've really done a good job of, of including the entire family. And this is like a great event to to bring your wife and to bring your kids and everybody's going to have fun at it. Invite your buddies to, to stay together. Uh, like a, it, it's just great how you keep evolving things and improving them. I really like that. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's, um, yeah, it might be a little obsessive in how I think about it, to be honest. I'm always just really <laughs> trying to figure out how to keep it fresh, keep it, you know, keep it that way. I think that that's, that's what this sport needs more than anything is for everybody to feel inclusive and everybody to feel comfortable and, and you know, and welcoming. And, you know, and I mean, that goes from, you know, as a shoot down to my sponsorship family and, you know, and my volunteer family and everybody's got to, it's got to be fun and it's got to be, you know, it's, it's just got to be a good time. And it's got, and it's got to be for families. It's got to be all inclusive. We're not working on this children's side of the sport and, and making them comfortable and helping them learn and letting them see the next level up and letting them challenge themselves, but building confidence and be, you know, and, seeing what Pope and Young's about and seeing what Eastman's is about and seeing what, you know, how giving back for second chance outdoors is. I mean, this festival is all inclusive for anybody and everybody. And, you know, and that's, and that's the beauty of it. And that's why I've surround, you know, I've been so blessed to be surrounded with, you know, you guys and Brandon and Eastman's and, you know, cryptic and, and base map and all, it's just the list is amazing. The people who believe in what's happening on Mountain Archery Fest on this mountain, and I'm, and I just couldn't be happier that Brandon came last year. We we got up really early one morning and did a sunrise shoot together, and um, that was the first time I got to shoot one of my events in a long time, and um, I can tell you that it was a special morning for me, and and I it just it was uh, it was a lot of fun. And I just want to pass that down to anybody and everybody to have that same experience, right? Yeah. Uh, Mason, we got to figure out which event we're going to go to. That that Idaho event sounds like fun. Um, which event did you go to last year? I <clears throat> I hit the uh, Purgatory one in near Durango there. And um, Guy and I actually went down there and got to – we were we were part of the the film fest last year, kind of. It was sort of like a conglomeration, and then this year, of course, we're we're taking it on as the Eastman's film tour, Eastman's um, film night. So that's going to be new. But the the Colorado event last year, and then we, we weren't able to get to the to the lookout event in Idaho. But I'm hoping honestly to get to more than one. I I, I told uh, um, Ike Eastman here in the office. I said if I was a single guy didn't have a family at home. I would literally, even on my own dime, I would go to all of them. I, I just, they're, they're so much fun. And one of the things that made a huge impression to me, I mean, I had fun shooting the Pope and Young course and the, the bow for giants, which is this grossly oversized um, long bow that you get to shoot <laughs> at this huge target. That's really fun. Um, and then the film night was fun. But the thing that really hit me 
was partially during the film night, uh, uh, VW, when you were out there doing announcements, but then also when you were doing uh, the youth shoot or mm-hmm. the, the final youth competition and seeing you fist bumping with these little kids that are, you know, flinging arrows at these, at uh, like doll sheep targets and, and everything. It was just, I was like, this is a special event. This this truly is family friendly. And me being a a father, um, I thought that was cool. But then there's also other people, lots of people that were there without families. And so it's really, I think they've been designed and are evolving as events really for anybody. Like you mentioned, there's the courses that are entry level, the courses that are more um, keeping the carbon arrow companies in business <laughs> that are the longer <laughs> shooting ones. Um, uh, yeah, it, it was just all around good event. And I agree that when we got up into that early morning shoot at first light going up on the mountain uh, near Durango, I, it was a picture perfect morning, um, cool, crisp air, um, the, no wind. It was just perfect. And uh, I shot the Pope and Young course that morning and that was just a blast. Man, that's really cool. What do we have uh, planned for the film night this year? Like, that sounds like a, a, an awesome event to show up and watch it on the big screen. What's planned for that? Well, we've got a couple different things. So for sure, on on the Saturday night of the events is kind of the the big presentation is we're going to be showing on a big screen our migration film, our mule deer migration film called Imperiled. Uh, it's been on you know a lot of social media channels and. And I believe that the outdoor channel may be showing it in its full feature presentation at some point too. Um, so it's kind of a big deal. We got a lot of partners together on that. Uh, plus with, you know, the Eastman's historical footage that really you couldn't replicate that because they were just happened to be doing this stuff when mule deer were in their heyday. And then, um, plus all of our present day footage talking to biologists and, and people from the Department of the Interior and people leading the studies on the migration. Um, here in Wyoming that's setting the trend for across the country to, to, to help with wildlife, not just deer, but deer are kind of the focal point right now, but migration corridors protecting those things so that uh, these animals have a place to go from the winter range to the summer range. So that film is going to be shown. It's about a 45 to 48 minute film. I can't remember the exact um, minute count there. And then also we're going to be showing on that same night one or two of the Beyond the Grid episodes that are fairly new. Um, we just selected those yesterday. One will be uh, Dan Picard's Wyoming uh, public land DIY uh, bow hunt for elk. And then, Brian, your Idaho deer hunt um, that was on Beyond the Grid, too. So a couple really, really good episodes. Uh, those will be fun. And then something that's kind of new for this year and kind of tied into the traditional film fest mantra is that we've got a bunch of hunts that our subscribers to the magazine submit to us. Um, not just in print form, but in, in video form. And so a lot of times we'll run those in conjunction with the magazines going to print and we'll put those up on YouTube or whatever. Um, we've got 12 subscriber hunts that total, I think, 53 minutes of hunting time um, that when opportunities arise on the Friday night of the event or whenever Brandon and his crew, you know, want to play them, um, those are going to be playing two and two different, um, like kind of a part one and a part two throughout the night. Some great, some are real, real gritty and raw type hunts that, you know, aren't real fancy, but just great hunting content. And other subscribers of ours really, they do a good job videoing their own hunts, editing them, putting music to them and sending them to us just because, you know, they just have fun doing it. So we're going to, 
we're going to be promoting those. And, and it's a great way to show everybody like, Hey, if you video your hunts and send them to us, we'll edit them up and, and have them in the film night next year. You know, it's kind of a call to action type thing too. Plus everybody that goes to the mountain archery fest events and is members of that in Eastman's, they get free subscriptions to Eastman's hunting journal, Eastman's bow hunting journal and Eastman's tag hub. And then along with that, we give away a lot of hunts throughout the year. Plus mountain archery fest has a list of hunts that they're giving away. So just by attending one of these events, besides it's just fun to do, you're in the, in the draw for some pretty cool hunts. Plus they give away gear throughout the night and, you know, at the, at the film fest. So it, it's, a, it's a good experience. It's really fun. Man, what an amazing partnership we have with uh, Brandon Waddell. Uh, man, that sounds awesome. Um, yeah, I got to make sure I hit at, at least one, if not multiple events. So we got to get together, Brandon, and figure out some dates and um, some lodging yeah. and see if we can't team up for one of these. But uh, Brandon Waddell, um, so uh, how do guys – so you would mentioned the Idaho. What were the dates on that one again? So we have Idaho July 9th, 10th, and 11th, and then our final event is uh, a pretty special event for archery as well, Brian, that we need to discuss briefly, but it's important. So um, we've been given the opportunity to hold our event at Snow Basin Resort July 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Um, you know, we're... We're honored to have the opportunity to be just down the road from Total Archery Challenge at Park City on the exact same weekend. We are an hour away. It is going to be the most epic 3D archery weekend in the United States, all right within an hour of each other. You On that weekend, if you are a diehard, crazy archer, or even just a beginner, it doesn't matter. But if you're a crazy diehard archer, the two biggest archery event companies are going to be right next door to each other. Um, and it would just be archery 3D overload. There's a possibility, from what I understand, that you could probably shoot 10 courses that weekend um, over the course of four days if you have the stamina. Um, yeah. I think maybe six or seven is really more of a realistic number. Um, I know you can come to Mount Archery Fest and shoot four courses, you know, but it depends on how many you could get away with shooting at the other one. But I just, I really do want to express, you know, how fortunate we feel um, and how excited we are as a team to be able to present that type of opportunity to the 3D community. So we're excited about that, Brian. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's wild. What a great tune-up before season two, especially being in those late July dates. Like that's starting to get really close to mule deer season. Uh-huh. And, and like I say, uh, there is no better way to prepare for hunting season than shooting these 3D courses. It, it's just such a tune-up from your backyard or such a tune-up from my one 3D deer target to be able to shoot these different 3D targets at – different angles uh you know and really it helps me with mule deer because there's a lot of downhill angles which you know helps with third axis to make sure things are dialed and uh man you think you're ready for season and then you 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 know i've shot one of these shoots before where i think i'm ready for season and i get there and it is humbling it is a wake-up call that you know maybe i'm not quite as ready as i think i am but man i just think there's no better way to prepare for your hunt so like um 
Well, Brian, I think get... I think your real motivation, you know, you said you want to get together for a hunt. You already admitted earlier in the podcast that you really like just to jab your buddies, you know, when you're shooting. And I've, I've shot one of these courses yeah. with you before. So I think you're just, I think you just want to team up with me so you can pick on me the whole time. Is what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, there, there's well, the no picking for... on anybody, but yeah, definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely be a few laughs. I think it goes both ways, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, the one thing I can tell you is like you're saying, I'll, I know for sure if your third axis isn't right, you're not going to be a happy camper in some of these more advanced courses. Um, so then you might just want to start learning how to shoot a bare bow like Brent. And then you don't have to worry about all this complicated stuff. You just well, my, pull it back. My third yeah. axis is just in my brain and everybody knows that's pretty messed up the way it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, uh, Brandon, these, these, these events, like, um, uh, how much does it cost for like the weekend event? And then how do, how do we get signed up? Do we need to like schedule shooting times or, or what is the process of getting signed up for these? Yeah. So the process is really simple. Head on over to mountainarcheryfest.com right there on your opening page. You can go right to the right, you hit register. It'll take you right to the event you want to register for. If you want more information, scroll through there is a little section of you know if you're gonna if you're gonna come in as a group or as a family discount there's a few things you need to read and understand before you start your process so be sure and do that uh, but otherwise once you're there it's 65 dollars for one day 95 for two 125 for three and um the eastman's film night is included in that price uh, the backyard bash is included, although your entry into the cornhole tournament is not. Um, you're welcome to come to the Pope and Young Pint Night. Uh, if you'd like to register to be a member for Pope and Young, that's awesome. They give you more stuff back in, in, in swag and gear than you pay for the membership. Um, you know, and that's the same thing across the board. We just try to have as much inclusive in this event as possible for you and your family. We're not here to kind of nickel and dime you. Um, although the, the only two things that you're really paying for that are extra is going to be, you know, giving some money for second chance outdoors to be in the cornhole tournament or buying a $50 three course wild game dinner. And those proceeds go to Pope and Young. So, um, affordability for the family is great. We've got family discount, jump on there. We've got a group of four, five or six discount as well. If you're a frontline worker, I don't care if you're a smoke jumper Police officer, fireman, active military, veteran, anything you've done on the front lines, go on there, send me an email at mountainarcheryfest at gmail.com, and we will send you a Heartbeat of America promo code um, that will really honor what you've done for for us. So, you know, there's lots of opportunities there. And then, of course, you know, if you pay attention, like Brandon was saying, we've, you know, we've thrown out some promo codes on some podcasts we've thrown out some promo codes here and there so if you pay attention to our social media on instagram facebook there's always some opportunities there to save some dough and uh, so i think that's about it on the financials really oh, getting in there it's really simple and it's affordable and it's and it's a great it's good so we look forward to seeing you all yeah, it's great value, Brandon. Like, you're working in the folds of these communities, too. Like, you're not looking to just jump in one of these ski resorts, make a buck, nickel and dime everybody along the way. Like, you're really creating these events 
you know, that are that are going to be like in the fabric of the hunting community and in the fabric of these uh, ski resort communities. Like, um, you know, you, you, you make a, a set cost and, and then we know what it is. And I mean, one hundred and twenty five dollars for the weekend is nothing like, you know, like I think I spend that uh about every day for my kids' lunches and gas money, you know? and so like um, you bring great value to to the market, and also um, you know, you're fueling the these economies of these ski towns with the resorts and things of that nature. So I just think that I, I just think it's great the way you're approaching this, and I think that's why uh, MAF is going to stand the test of time. Is that uh, you're really working with the hunting community, with these ski re- resort communities. Uh, to be respectful uh, of the space in and through there, and, and that's why that's going to last. And so, like, I, I just think it's great. And and also, like, to be able to get together with all these like-minded people, I've never had so much fun as doing these shoots or doing, like, the, the Pope and Young pint night you have or the Eastman's movie night when you can have, like, a, a cold beer with some of your bow hunting buddies and talk over war stories and plans for the future, like uh, – it, it just doesn't get any better and a great way to spend these summer weekends and, and the perfect tune-up for season. So uh, there's nothing but good things that come out of it. And also, like uh, your vendor village. You talked about uh, this community of vendors that you've built, which are all great people. You know, you're talking about guys from Cryptic, which I like, the guys from Base Hunt, which I like. Uh, you have um, – you know, I know I was talking to Earl Stoll that runs Cutter Stabilizers, and you yeah, have him involved guys, yeah. in all the the Vendor Village. He's a new sponsor for the podcast, and I think like he's doing great things for the archery industry with his carbon fiber bars and um, you know, his mounting brackets and things of that nature. So you can also like it's one hundred and twenty five dollars, but you might end up spending more when you walk through that Vendor Village and you get to <laughs> get to touch and feel all the new archery products and see them. So. Man, you've just done such a great job at putting these events together and being inclusive, like making an event for me and my buddies, but also for our families and for the kids. Uh, I, I loved like it. It made my heart melt when I was hearing Brandon talk about like the kids tournament and you fist bumping those kids up there. Like, um, you know, that's yeah, what we need that. is we need that next generation to support what we love. We have to pass it on. And man, you're just doing a great job at it. So it's just awesome, Thank Brandon. You. I'm really looking forward to the events. We're really excited this year. Uh, and you know, and we're just feeling really grateful. We're, you know, we, it's been a long road for everybody and we're just excited to get, back outside we're excited to get back to seeing some people we haven't seen in a while we're we're just really looking forward to like you say integrating into those communities i mean you know you'd be it's really wild we show up and like the first year we're there we get to start to meet some people kind of where we stay and in town or or on the mountain or this and that and but by the second year you know it's it we just the third year, we're like family around there. We roll in, and even people off the ski resort in town at the hardware store remember me, you know. And it's like, and I get to talk to them, and it's just awesome. And this year, we're gonna have a great time. I mean, I got, you know, my same great crew from last year. I got my kids going with me. I got four. My four youngest kids are gonna go hit the road with me for, you know, that six weeks. Um, and you know, we're going to be gone for six weeks building memories ourselves along the way. And, you know, this isn't just about an archery shoot. This is much bigger than that for me and my family. And, 
Um, you know, we're building memories every day around seeing other people's memories being made at our events and watching, you know, now I'm, I got some people coming back for the third year and I've watched their kids grow and it's awesome. Like Brandon said, there, there is no place I'd rather be than in that tub shootout <laughs> every, every event. Like that is the highlight of my weekend. I'll just be honest with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool is there a is there a competition phase to it this year brennan yes there is on saturday we have the mountain madness competition sponsored by pse which is uh is going to be a great a great event we've you know we've we've got a lot of categories in that event to open that up for just about anybody all the way to olympic recurve you name it so anybody's welcome come on out it's 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 a lot of fun. We shoot one round of 25 and then we scratch the scores, top five shootout. And, uh, we give away some great prizes and some money and some amazing medals. And of course, you know, um, some people, ha- you know, if you're not first, you're last kind of, you know, it happens. So Ricky Bobby, you know, he understands, <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, so, you know, a lot of these, matching the scores um but that's kind of how i look at it i think you know every shoot a 20 might be really good but standing four dudes and it's ready to prove it sometimes that guy who shot fifth may have just had one bad target but he might have ice in his veins and he might just whoop all of you so it just keeps you on your toes and keeps it fun so yeah that's on saturday but you can come shoot the comp on saturday you can come shoot for fun all weekend the competition is 50 bucks and it's not a part of the regular sign up fee. And that's because we use that money for cash payouts. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> I love how you describe that shootout. Those last five guys, you do have to have ice water in your veins to be standing on a line with yep. five good shooters. And then, you know, I, I imagine uh, a lot of people watch that shootout. That's got to be a fun event like to participate in, but it's got to be fun to watch too and watch that pressure affect those guys. Yeah, it's it's interesting to watch. Um, I think it's really fun to watch the younger kids, you know, because the younger ones, they get up there and they're just like, they don't even, they kind of don't get it. They're not in that full comp phase in their brain yet. So they get up there and they just wing it and they win it and they're just super happy and easy go lucky. And that's what I like about it. But when you get some of these top pro guys stand, you know, five, five, wide and you know i burned some 14 rings like up in the neck <laughs> and and so i push these guys if they want to throw a 14 then they're shooting at the neck and it's a 14 or five and then of course i'm giving them just a different aspect and a different look than they're used to um and that's just kind of one of the things i like to do in the comp is just you know i really um uh, you know we try in the comp to push people a little bit in there too i don't i'll give you the rings but there might be limbs in between it's not a clear shot it's not just that every target set broadside firm footed shot for all the opens and pros you're gonna have to come and be a little bit uncomfortable even putting your big old rods inside of a turkey blind so um people around here have learned that when I've got some pros that'll actually bring a separate bar that they'll throw on just to shoot in the turkey blind because they know I'm going to bring it. Um, so it's a good time. 
Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, um, yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to do the event. You're putting on great events. I can't wait to see what you come up with. So, yeah, Brandon, we need to figure out our dates. Um, but, yeah, can I get uh, closing thoughts from you, Brandon Mason? Well, I just love the direction that this is going. I mean, as somebody who's passionate about archery and seeing these types of events getting more and more popular, just, you know, it, it makes you feel good about the future and, and especially with all the craziness we've seen in our country and around the world over the last 12 months, um, to see a level of sanity uh, that's still uh, part of who we are and in what we're trying to grow, you know, around the country. I think it, you know, I think people like Howard Hill and Fred Bear and Ben Pearson and all those legends, um, they got to be smiling, you know, looking down on us and, you know, knowing that some of that American archery legacy, even though archery is one of the, oldest form of weaponry known, known to man. It's, it's fairly new when it comes to sport hunting, um, just a few decades really, um, in the United States. So seeing this continue and being pushed forward and, and mountain archery festival with Pope and Young, um, it just, it makes, it sure makes me happy and seeing how it's a family friendly event, um, where I don't think there's enough of those types of things around the country. Um, I think there needs to be more. So I'm just excited. And then, and I'm loving that there's, you know, these mini math events that are being added in additional locations and every year it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and, and uh, bigger meaning more locations, a bigger footprint, but still that personal touch, that personal feel when you go to the event. So we're just ecstatic to be a part of it and glad that uh, Mountain Archery Fest is allowing us to be a partner. Man, how cool. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I'm right, right how there cool with is you. that? Yeah, how cool is that, Brian? I mean, I every now I have to pinch myself. Like I got my Eastman's Bow Hunting Journal magazine and it had a belly band around it with my company on it, with my passion on it, with my my journey um, on the on on this magazine. Eastman's magazine. Do you know how long I've been looking at this magazine in my life? Look at the covers and the people and the companies and everything in it. Mountain Archery Fest is humbled by the opportunity that's before us with Eastman's, uh, with Eastman's Elevated, with all of my sponsors. Um, we're, we're beyond excited for the summer. We are a very passion driven, uh, family event. We, we love God. We love America. Come ready to be American. Come ready to be, uh, you know, uh, just come come ready to be who you are and come see who we are. I think you'll like what you find when you get there. Um, and we just, I welcome every one of you. We're super excited. We're working hard to get everybody on the same page, get these events to be amazing. And, um, you know, Man, I can't wait to see everybody's smiling faces. I whether it's raining, whether it's windy, whether it's sunny, I don't care. I just I can't wait to see everybody. <laughs> I'm so excited. So looking uh, forward to it. 
It's so cool to to hear your passion for this and and just the work you put in in the last handful of years to put these together and evolve them. So uh, I can't wait to participate. Uh, I, I'm going to hit you up for one of those early morning shoots. Hopefully we can put one of those together. And and I'd love to get you back on the podcast. You're so passionate about bow hunting and just talk about some of uh, of your personal adventures. So yeah, I'd love to fit that in as well. But yeah, we just um, we really appreciate you. I appreciate you here on Eastman's L. Elevated. Uh, appreciate the partnership with the shoot, and it's just right down my alley of these 3D shoots at the ski resort, the high elevation, 3D targets, and you know I, I've said it, you know, a couple times during this podcast, but they're, you know. It, it's such a great event and so much fun, but there is no better way to sharpen your skills to be ready for hunting season. It's just shooting sure. in a – it's just different than in the backyard or in flip-flops. And to be able to aim at these 3D targets and uh, real-life positioning, it, it's a it, it, it's a, a real good tool to use before season. And I think it's, I think it's necessary at this point. Like I, I don't uh, – you know – I I just know that each and every year I want to do these shoots to make sure my skills are sharp because I know it's going to equal, you know, a big buck in the end or a big elk in the in the end, like being able to be clutching these high pressure moments and putting yourself in high pressure moments during these shoots, whether it's the competition or whether it's shooting in front of your buddies or it's not only shooting in front of your buddies, you may have another team of guys that are behind you watching you shoot, you know, and so there there's a lot of pressure and even though you know, maybe you say, well, I, I'm going to be like those kids where I'm not going to put pressure on myself. I'm just going to shoot for fun. And, and um, you know, that's great. Like you can shoot that way, but you get there and there's a little added pressure whether you want it or not. And I think that pressure is really good for you. So, uh, man, Brandon, I can't wait. You're putting on an awesome event and we're just happy to be part of it. Yeah, I think this is this is the best way for you to hone your craft and find your ethical uh, means of take. This, I mean, you're surrounding yourself with great people in a great place that really want to see you be successful in whatever way you're encountering the sport. And, you know, it does translate through to some great confidence and self-esteem and understanding of your equipment. And it will certainly, certainly, whether you can identify it or not, it will subconsciously help you. And so you really got to allow that opportunity to happen. And this is the there's no better way to to do that so i i do you know your 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 listenership is top notch brian and some of them are some of the best hunters in this country and so you know i just i'm just happy to be a part of the continuing education of this podcast and the sport and how it all ties together so thank you very much for having me on today and brandon thanks for jumping on with us as well i i just really appreciate you both thanks so much yeah, thank you, you bet, guys. Man. Yep, I appreciate you. So we'll talk soon, guys, and put together some dates. Man, Sounds great. Yeah, let's do okay. it. Woo. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Again, such a fun conversation. Like these 3D shoots are the best tune-up for season. It's just um, it's shot on a real mountain environment. Uh, I like the tough, challenging shots. Uh, uneven footing. I like the pressure of having, you know, shooting with buddies or shooting with people you don't know. Uh, I just think it's such a great thing for archery, and I want to continue to see this mountain archery fest grow. Is I really believe Brandon's putting out the the best events out there. Uh, he's really working hard to make sure everybody has a good time. So, 
I know I'm looking forward to shooting some this season, and uh, thanks to those guys for their support and uh, for coming on the podcast. With that, yeah, just been getting in some good spring fishing and um, been getting my training in as well. Got a good long run yesterday. If I sound kind of tired, uh, pushed it yesterday and uh, yeah, just been shooting and, and doing all the necessary stuff, tag applications, research, uh, a lot of bear research now as I'm, um, gosh, I'm three days away from opening day. I can't believe that. It seemed like it was still a couple weeks out, uh, but yeah, ready to start getting after these bears and chasing those things around. Uh, so I'll get out some bear podcasts. I think I'm sitting on one or two that are pretty good ones, uh, good information that I want to get out to you guys. So we'll get that out and yeah, just have some great recordings coming up. Great guests, great conversations, and try to give you that that next level information to help you in your public land journey. So, uh, man, it's so fun doing this podcast, and I just really appreciate the support from you guys. And um, it really helps out and makes this thing go round. So, uh, thanks, you guys. Uh, that's a podcast, and we'll check in with you next week.